Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. Take 10 minutes out of the day to walk in nature and to pay attention to what's directly in front of you with me, Rachel Wheelie, a comedian, a human in the world, walking around a tiny park in SW17 called Tooting Gardens. It's absolutely delightful to be back with you for the 28th series of the podcast. We're talking about rest this series. And I want to start by saying how unusual it is to do what you're doing right now, Poddies. If you are taking a walk at lunchtime and listening to the podcast, you are in a minority that you would not believe. So few people do this. I just uh, got up to leave my desk for a walk and my colleague said to me, you're going for a walk? I said, yes, I go for a walk every day. She said, we should all do that. I said, I completely agree. Now, I've no doubt at all that that colleague does believe that we should all do that and would like to do that and yet doesn't do that. Um, And so I want to bring you, first of all, a couple of voice notes from uh, Supreme Cross-Border Selector, Nigel, usually in northern Spain. When he recorded these, he was in London, reflecting on precisely the same thing. Hi, Rich. It's Nigel, previously of Cross-Border Selector fame, but currently still in London doing lots of work projects and, and things and an interesting observation for you I'm, I'm doing these kind of mostly all day workshops for this IT project and there's about six to ten of us maybe in the meeting room we're pretty much in the meeting room all day and we have a lunch break they, they're currently providing lunch for us uh, it's like sandwiches and and you know nachos and some fruit and stuff and um, it's really interesting because just now I just said right you know I'm going out for a walk 10 minutes fresh air Anyone want to come? And there's like this weird inertia, you know, people are sort of like, they feel like it's a quite a hassle to leave the building. And it is slightly annoying in terms of getting a lift and then going out reception and stuff. But it's such an inertia just getting out of the building to get fresh air. So I just think us, you know, thanks to you, Rach, you know, us and all the potties, we're very lucky that we've stumbled on this or that you've steered us to it. Um, I mean, it's not luck, you know, that we're making an intelligent choice, really, is what I mean, I suppose. Because it's just ridiculous to stay inside an office building and not leave your desk when you've got the opportunity to. These guys definitely got the opportunity to do They're not doing anything else for the next 10 minutes. They're just sort of sitting and chatting, which is nice and it's social. But uh, yeah, just really interesting. Sort of, yeah, inertia is the only word I can think of it. It just seems just slightly too much hassle for what they just don't see as not much of a benefit. But for me, oh, I'm out here. I've got massive tree above me. I'm going to take a picture of that actually and send it. But yeah, stretch, fresh air, just paying attention to what's directly in front of me. Just, I just don't get it. I don't get why more people don't do it. They're all crazy. That's probably the epitome answer, isn't it? Okay, love you, bye. Hi, Rachel, it's Nigel. As an addendum to my message I left yesterday, I wanted to leave this one because today I haven't managed to get out of the office and I've now got about 10 minutes before my next meeting and it's 20 past three. So I, ha- I could get out of the building, but it's very tight to get out of the lift, down through reception, out to the front, have some air, get back in the reception, back in the lift, back upstairs and online for my meeting. So instead, I'm wondering what your opinion is on this. In the office I'm based at High Street Kensington, there is a very large atrium. It's actually the Daily Mail building, which is a different topic. But aside from it being the Daily Mail, uh, it's a very nice large atrium that's sort of open with all the floors and there's like a central courtyard atrium thing with big glass ceiling stuff. I wonder if I'm allowed to send a photo. Probably I can sneak one. But the point is, in this very large, spacious, bright, airy atrium, there are two trees. I think they're real. 
and there's some water fountain type ponds even some carp on the higher level and there's a couple more trees that i can see directly in front of me and some like draping ivy and like a statue bust of some guy probably head of the daily mail i suppose something and there's some sofas and stuff so you know i'm I'm wondering if this qualifies in your mind as as getting away from your desk and paying attention to what's directly in front of you even though it's sort of an urban building but it has some nature does that count i reckon is there a, a line if it was just a pot plant probably wouldn't count if it's only one tree wouldn't count there's two trees here does that count you know it's fish in the pond does that you know so i'm just wondering where the line is but at least it's getting me away from my desk stretching a bit a bit of fresh air looking at some sites lots of people to look at i mean people watching should be a criteria right if there's lots of other people that you can watch that's a part of nature because we are nature so yeah i wondered what your opinion on any of the bodies was on that as today i'm not really able to get out for a walk so i'm trying to convince myself i haven't failed okay bye Thank you, Nige, for both your messages. Always an absolute delight to hear from you. And are two trees in an atrium uh, nature? Are we nature? Is some uh, ponds with carp nature if they're inside a Daily Mail office building? Well, yes, I think absolutely. I mean, it would be foolish for me to say that any kind of break at lunchtime isn't entirely good for you. Even if you don't have any, if you don't have access to nature, that doesn't mean you shouldn't bother doing it. And uh, people, absolutely part of nature. So yes, I would say the bar is very low as a helicopter flies overhead. The bar is very low for what counts as nature. I think I think almost anything does. And even if you're surrounded by urban sprawl and there's no one in your office, taking a few minutes to stretch your legs at lunchtime has got to be good for the mental health. It absolutely has to be. It's very exciting uh, things I can see directly in front of me in the park today. There is live puppy training happening just one pup who's on a very very long lead and is rushing around after a small pink ball this pup is small and gray uh short haired gray variety of dog not quite sure what it is uh but it's very exciting to see a puppy being trained in the park and uh, every time every time they go to take the long lead off it in order to say maybe this is the moment where the pup gets to actually frolic untethered another pup turns up and then and then they lose their lose their uh, nerve and put it back on the lead it's now on a shorter lead and it's playing with a with a brown pup who's uh who's also chasing pigeons so it's all going on it's quite gray and miz today it's uh it's warm because it's june but it's but it's not sunny at all and when it's gray in june the park is always a little bit abandoned as people think oh, i'll just sit at my desk for my lunch today because there's not much to be had in the way of sunbeams so i want to introduce our topic for this series this series we're going to be talking about rest what is it why is it important and is it different from sleep thank you to kiwi rob in new zealand who sent me a podcast episode to listen to of uh, dr carl on sleep talking about whether not sleeping properly can cause inflammatory diseases and so on. I will listen to that. I'm very interested in in that. And I've also posted on the Discord server a link to a talk, a TED talk by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, talking about seven different types of rest. 
Dr. Dalton Smith thinks there are seven different types of rest. Personally, I disagree. But for the record, here's what they are. Uh, physical, mental, social, spiritual, creative, sensory, and emotional. Now, all of those are types of rest, according to this TED Talk speaker. In my head, you can actually, uh, you can reduce that down to a list of three and the third one doesn't count as rest at all. Uh, There is physical rest, mental rest, into which all the others can be categorised. And then there is spiritual rest, which I would say isn't rest at all. That's actually awe. But, um, you know, I'm not an expert. I'm just a person in the world trying to figure out how to be. What do I know? Uh, I don't buy seven different types of rest. I I think the important point is that when we lie down to sleep at night, that is only one diff- one type of rest. And it's, it's mostly, it is a physical and a mental type of rest. But it's not going to achieve anything for you if you are not also uh, making other types of rest available for yourself during the day. I did a little Twitter poll in between series. And I said, uh, do you ever go to sleep and wake up feeling like you haven't slept? of people said yes, which I found so high that I then had to do a second Twitter poll to say, okay, well, how often is this happening? 20% of people said most nights. Now, admittedly, the the number of people who responded to that poll was was a lot lower than the first one. But, you know, it, it astounds me that people are lying down to go to sleep and waking up not feeling particularly rested. So that is certainly, certainly something that, means there's a bit of a problem i would i would argue that people on twitter are perhaps not entirely representative of the population but look we know we're dealing with uh, a lot of burnout at the moment and um and i think that rest has got something to do with that we might be sleeping but we're not resting so what do we need to do more of in order to rest our brains to be ready for the next day that's the topic this series. We have 15 episodes to explore this. If this makes you think of anything and you want me to go in a particular direction in my exploration of rest, email rach at rachelwheelie.com or go to walkthepod.com and leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice letting me know what I should encompass into my research. Thank you for walking with me this lunchtime. Dear Poddies, it's been an absolute delight to stretch my legs with you. I was so excited to come out uh, to record this episode today. I skipped down the corridor, uh, passing a Pret delivery trolley, which I discovered within the hospital has a bicycle bell on the handle, which I thought was absolutely delightful. I want to bring you a very quick update from Series 27 of Walk the Pod. The largest global trial of a four-day work week has actually kicked off today uh, with... Uh, 3,000 employees in the UK now being able to work a four-day week. So we'll see how that goes over the next six months. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with it. So thank you for following Series 27. And if you are new to the podcast and haven't heard Series 27, go back and listen to all of those episodes as I ramble chat and meander, meander, meander researched the, uh, <laughs> the, the four-day week. 
I'm afraid if you've come here for curated content and organised sort of logical uh, bits on, on, on various topics, you, you probably won't get that. You'll get, uh, you'll get me paying attention to what's directly in front of me and sort of musing on a topic in no particular order. That's what you can expect from this show. And if you love Walk the Pod, if you got a little dopamine hit from the from discovering that there was a new episode today, consider the fact that you might in fact be a very important poddy. Uh, previously known as the Lunchtime Legends, I have rebranded the uh, walking club, the Walk the Pod walking club, the very important poddies. Now the very important poddies support the show uh, financially, they contribute every month. And if you'd like to join for access to our Discord server, for Friday blog posts, for seasonal postcards to your actual address where you live, which I'm in the middle of writing at the moment, still, um, please go to rachelwheelieisfunny.com and join up on one of the tiers of support from £3.50 a month. Now, that literally is the cost of buying me half a pint a month if you enjoy the podcast. Please consider doing that on a regular basis to say, thanks, Rach keep up the good work you're getting me out at lunchtime and that means a lot to me in my day you are very welcome so uh, i will be bringing you episode two of series 28 walk the pod tomorrow if you have anything you want to let me know about in the meantime please get in touch and i hope to be walking under sunshine tomorrow uh, where i'll be back on the cycle path I shall be uh, walking around Tooting Gardens Mondays and Thursdays on the cycle path, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And you'll be able to follow that as you listen along. Thanks very much for walking with me and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Oh, and don't forget to take care of your beautiful mind, yourselves and each other.